0: But thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plague, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof, with shoutings, crying, grace, grace, unto it. Shouts of Grace, and brings you pure and undiluted word of God from the impeccable throne of grace. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. Let's appreciate Pastor Sophia one more time. Did you get blessed? Are you sure? Hallelujah. Alright. When you see somebody who is who has a lot of money, enjoying himself, flying to Dubai, Sicily, UK, US. Got a lot of money just having and just enjoying his life. What do you say in vernacular? I say, Ah, my enjoyment. Abby, in uh, pigeon English, say, ah, That guy, the chop life. Abby, He the chop, what a guy, the chop life. Oh, enjoy. All right, let me show you something. John chapter 10 and verse 10 the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill and to destroy and Jesus said but I am come that you might have what I didn't hear you, that you might have what life that you might chop life, people of God and that you will have it more abundantly now you can go and study all the Greek and Hebrew and say you no know, what he's talking about is eternal life So what is eternal life? So eternal life will just stand like statue. I'll be looking at ourselves. I'll be looking at ourselves as spirits. Everything is boring. No, 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 no. It's going to be fun. A lot of Holy Ghost party. Are you listening to me? There is no boring moment in God. If you, if you. The Bible says Enoch walked with God. And he was not. Enoch, the Bible says for God took him what could it be that they were talking about that God enjoyed so much and Enoch enjoyed so much that Enoch did not say, ah, I, didn't, I didn't say bye-bye to my wife and children. God took him and he went. And that was it. Are you following me? Everything the devil wants to do is to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Jesus Christ said, but I have come that you might what? I and not just have life, but have it more abundantly. Remove that thing from your head that tells you Christianity is synonymous to lack and poverty and not having enough and having to struggle all the time. No! Now, I'm not saying that there won't be times that uh, uh, you will go through some tests and trials. All of that is in place. But let me also show you Another scripture here that will amaze you, all right? In the book of um, First Peter, chapter 5, and verse 10. Listen, it said, the God of all grace who has called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After you have suffered a while. Come on, say a while. Say a while. It's not for life. A while. After you have suffered a while, He will make you perfect. Come on, say amen. He will establish you. Come on, say amen. He will strengthen you. Come on, say Amen. amen. And it will settle you. Come on, say amen. I mean, God has not called you into a lifetime of suffering and struggle and tiredness and weariness and complaints and a boring life and a hard life. Everything is so hard. The food is hard. The sleep is hard. The conversation is hard. Everything is just hard. No, that's not God. God said, after you have suffered, the suffering, the while, sometimes, is what we bring upon ourselves. Self-inflicted problems, disobedience, arrogance, pride. That's what brings the suffering. And God, in His mercy, even say, even at that, He say, why? When I see that, no, this thing has done, has fulfilled its cause. I will establish. I will strengthen. I will perfect. That will be your story in the name of Jesus. So, so, a while... Doesn't look like 30, 40, 50 years of continual problem and hardship. There's no way everything is just blocked. That's not God. God wants you to be happy. God wants you to be joyful. God wants you to have continual victory. God wants your life filled with testimonies. God wants your life filled with beautiful things. God wants your life filled with awesome things. God wants you to have a nice time. God, look at Adam. Busy stressing himself and walking in the garden said it's not good for man to be alone. We will make him an helpmate. That helpmate, God knows, is going to culminate into marriage. God knows there's going to be sexual satisfaction. God had sex in mind when He created Eve for Adam within the context of marriage. God wants you to enjoy in obedience. If God does not want you to enjoy what what is the devil stealing and killing and destroying? Is it hardness he's killing? Is it uh, a suffering that he's trying to steal? No, it's the good part that he knows God has for you that he tries to steal, to kill, and to destroy so that you come to a place and tell yourself, life is hard. And the moment you get to that point, everything really becomes hard. And people who have a really really tough and hard will tell their children life is tough everything is hard you can see that the only thing i was able to buy is, is the spoke of a bicycle if you're able to buy a complete bicycle god has helped you it's enough that's the kind of story they are going to pass based on their experiences that is why you can't allow experiences to define your life what do you think should define your life the scriptures the scriptures this is what you should compete with they that compare themselves with themselves are fools they are not wise what you should compare yourself with is the scripture the plans of God for your life that's what you should use to measure your life and the progress of your life not another person because we all have uniqueness of destinies we will not all arrive at the same time but we will all arrive hello somebody we will not all take off at the same time but we will all take off in God So don't use somebody else's timetable to uh, regulate your life. Am I talking to somebody? Find out God's plan for your life and stay with it. Stick with it. Stay with the blueprint. That's where success is. Except the Lord built their house, they labor in vain. They actually labored. They labored. Ah, those people labored, but it was in vain because the Lord did not architect and They did not follow the blueprint that God gave them. Are you following me? Like Pastor Silva is saying, was saying, life can be full of pressures. In the midst of that pressure, look at the scripture she read to us I have overcome. In other words, those pressures are not meant to kill you, destroy you, or put you down. Is life full of pressures? Yes! Am I supposed to bow to those pressures? No. That's why I said I overcame. It's like say, it's like calling your child and say, "Look, the distance from here to your school is far." Ah, but I've bought a car and there's a driver. In other words, what's the father say? You will need to trek that distance. The reality is that it's far, but I made a provision for you. So the child is foolish to stay with the first statement is far. My school is far. My dad said it's far. Ah! How many kilometers will I trek this morning? He gets busy thinking about what he will trek, forgetting the provision that God has made. The devil coming not to kill, coming not, but to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And then you stop your own scripture there. <laughs> Devil is killing, all of my oh, wow, he's killing people up and down. Ah, stealing, ah, oh, and some people even tell you, hey, let's just arrange some things for him to steal. We are, we, we are, we are ready for it. He said, He has come to kill, to steal, to destroy. He said, But I am come, in other words, this one that I am coming, you know, oh, has nullified everything he's trying to do. I am come that you might have what. That you might enjoy life. Remove all those images of poverty from your head. Remove them. Somebody said uh, in churches when they go there, they wash their head. Just wash their head. Let he me ask that person if he said does not need washing. With all the things he has placed inside his mind. The Bible says, be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. And the process of the renewal is through the word of the living God. The more you take that word in, the more there's a change that takes place in your life. The Bible says we are changed into the same image even as we behold him as in a mirror. So when you look at the mirror, you see yourself. But when you look at the mirror of the word, you see Jesus. And when you look at Jesus and you keep on seeing Jesus, you become like what you are seeing in the mirror. In, in on, the, on, the, on the flip end, when you look at yourself in the mirror, it's you that you see. And you try to pep up your image at powder, but it's still you. But in the mirror of God's word, you see Jesus. And the more you look at him, the more you become like him. The more there's a change. You come to church and you join as a serial adulterer or a serial fornicator. You just sleep around. You don't see anything wrong in sleeping around. You are just feeling uh, nose, nose pointing nozzle all over the place and then you come to church and all of a sudden you say no, I can't continue like this what happened? Renewal of mind you came to church, you used to be an angry person just everything annoys you after a while you discover that ah, this anger problem is no longer there what happened? Renewal of mind glory to God this is why we come to church. We say, why must I be coming to church every Sunday, Sunday is okay? Must I go there every midweek? Am I the pastor? Am I the one that crucified Jesus? I don't need to go. No, the reason you go, eh, it's not that you mark attendance, it's for renewal of your mind. Because the more you listen to this word, the more there's a change that takes place inwardly. Change does not be, be does not start outwardly, change begins inside, out. Inside you, change begins, and then it's reflected outside. We are trying. Some of us are trying to seek for changes outside, looking outside, but that's not how it was. It's from inside. There was a guy that uh, American barbers, you know, did an experiment for. The American barber said, "We we can make a man look like a millionaire. We can change him all around." So they went to the ghettos to find one of the dirtiest unkempt looking human being with all the beards and everything and all of that. And they took him to his studio and took his picture. And then they took him to their salon, barbed him and dressed him up. went to a mall and bought a three-piece suit, dressed him on beautiful shoes and everything and they snapped it and they put a picture side by side. Everybody was flabbergasted. What? This is the same man? And they said, American barbers can do wonders. Wow! They displayed the man and everybody came and right on the spot one man was so impressed, he gave that man automatic job in his blue chip company. Gave him a beautiful job. And on the day it was resumed this man was nowhere to be found they couldn't see him. one month, two months, three months four months, five months, six months where is this man? they, nobody found. they looked for him everywhere they used the police, used the SS, FBI they couldn't see him and then somebody suggested why didn't we check the ghettos where we saw him so they went to the ghettos And guess what? They saw this man there. He was back in his old self. The same unkempt hair. The same beds as grown back. The same clothes he used to wear. Do you know what happened? The American babas were trying to change him from outside without changing him from inside. So they dressed him up. But in no time, he returned back to the image that was inside of him. This is why when God begins to deal with you, the change is not from outside. That's why money is not distributed in church. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, 55K, five, five hello, Rasha. It's from inside. The poverty mentality must be removed first. Somebody say, thank God I don't have poverty mentality. Do you know what poverty mentality is? Let me tell you. You can have 100 million in your account and you say have poverty mentality. Poverty mentality is not that you don't have, no. It's that you don't know the right use of money. You don't know its purpose. And then you can stumble on it. A fool can have money. That is why the Bible says the prosperity of fools will destroy them. So, the purpose of money is to solve problems. If you can look at somebody in the midst of his greatest need and solve that problem, that is prosperity. Prosperity is not you doing... Uh, wearing a $1,500 suit shoes of $2,500 your car is Rolls Royce that is poverty mentality without having any form of avenue through which lives around you can be blessed am I talking to somebody you have 100 million you can't pay tight that's poverty mentality you see And part of the ways the devil steals is through ignorance. Ignorance of what you are supposed to do. So when you don't do those things, nothing fantastic is happening. He has come to give us life. Look at me very well. I will have plenty of money. I will enjoy myself. I will live to the fullest. I will fulfill my purpose. I will be strong and healthy. I will, have a, I will have a wonderful time. All the memories of sickness, and then you are 55 and you are shaking as if they plug electricity to your body. No, it's not in my head. You know the image of my head? At 65, put a pattern here in the middle of the head with a T-shirt and a jean, and you are just coming in from Dubai. What are you going to do? I forgot one phone there. I went to pick it. That's the kind of image there. You feel yourself with the image of an old man that has now returned to the village and there's no food. And you are you calling your You have not sent your No, 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 no. Remove those things from your mind. Because whatever, you, whatever is going on in your mind, that's what's going to come forth. That's what's going to manifest. You can't prosper beyond your mind and your thoughts. You can't do better than you are doing in your thought life. So, God knows that is this word eh, that can enter into your brain and remove all the negative and wrong neural parts that have been created into your brain by experiences, by abuse, by wrong teachings, by heresies, by all kinds of exposures it is the word of God that can go inside your brain and begin to clean all those things and begin to remove all the wrong and negative neural pathways and replace them with the right ones and cause you to be productive in life is somebody following me he said I want you to have that life abundantly and the scripture that Pastor Sylvia was mentioning either so you have asked me nothing let me ask your neighbour. What have you asked God this year? You know, sometimes we pray and we think we ask. It's Bible, but Bible says we have asked amiss. Again, He said we can, when we are asking to consume upon our loss, we didn't ask where. Well. So He say, ask that you may what receive, and that you what. Your joy may be full. So the question is, think about it. What is it that you think can happen in your life right now that will cause your joy to be full? God wants to do that thing. Eh? Is it job? Is it an international job? Is it fruit of the womb? Is it wedding? marriage, a good wife, a good husband? Is it to start a company, to start a work, to start a project? Is it some financial breakthrough, a contract? Is it an exposure? Is it to meet one man, an open door? What exactly can it be? Now, as you are thinking, if you can't find any, what do I really want? That's what, you are the one Jesus Christ is talking to. Is that You have asked nothing. You don't even know what you want. You know, there's a way the Nigerian situation can condition you to a point that you don't want to ask again. There's no point. And then you you start reading stories about stories. Even if I have money, what business will I do? By the time I did this, somebody will not cheat me. By the time I leave all those things, some people are still getting blessed by the day. Make up your mind to be blessed. Somebody following me? Make up your mind to what? Make up your mind to what? I can hear you. Make up your mind to what? To be blessed when you open up your mind to be blessed then the blessings of God will flow into your life it's a flow I'm convinced that, look, listen to me I'm convinced that everything we ever need is available we just often miss them we just often miss those opportunities we just often ignore them we just often carelessly drug them through disobedience. But listen to me, everything in destiny that you need, God made provision for them. If you want to prove it right or wrong, try and align by a reason of obedience and see what happens in your life. Mm-hmm. The devil has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Part of these things is steals, eh? Is that ability to obey? You should for one no reason, just have woman or change your. He just told some things there. Is somebody following me? Make up your mind, people of God, to enjoy this life. Fully. Come and say fully. Think about, think about something like this. Uh, you are going home and then you don't have money when you're home. Amen. There's no food. I've exhausted all my food. Oh. And then ah, her, ah, I can't I don't want to borrow money. No, 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 no. Ah, what am I gonna do? Ah, oh, let me just go to bed hungry. At that moment, you just closed up every opportunity for everyone to intervene. Close it up by your choice. And you know what? God respects your choice. Otherwise, why would God be saying, this is death, this is life? He said, but I advise you to choose what? Life. If somebody chooses death, because he do not know what she's That's what he has chosen. Your choice is so powerful that God will respect it. He will not override your will. If God can override our will, Hey, all of us will be born again very righteous God will say all of you now be born again now yes we are all born again Sunday morning all of you go to church now yes church we want to buy our air condition all of you give now you empty your bank account Eh? church will be nice but God respects your choice you know why god wants you to do whatever you do willingly because that is what praises him if he forces us to do everything we become robots we are no longer human because now he's controlling us and forcing us to do things we don't want to do so god himself does not know who really wants to serve him because we are being forced that is why your choice of god gives him pleasure that you have opportunity to choose between life and death between the devil and god between sitting at home and cooking beans and coming to church and he decide to come it gives god pleasure are you with me so that guy closes his choice now think look at these other thoughts wow it's not need to eat tonight. Ah, I cooked my last food yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't want to borrow. Mm. Father, I thank you because I know there's nothing you can do. Even though there's no food yet, my joy cannot be stolen. I put my trust in you tonight. Supernatural supply. I open up myself to your plans, to your power, to what you can do in my life. Thank you, Lord, because there is food tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You know what you just did? You just release your angels to go into action. I'm telling you, there are two different things. Most of the time, we conclude on ourselves. We take the wrong decisions. We conclude on everything, and we just close everything down. Ooh. There's no point. Let me forget about it. And God will also help you to forget about it. I, do you know some people, when they want to die, all they need to say is, oh, oh, I want to go. I'm tired. After next month, let me just go. There's no point. That person will die. Oh. <laughs> because he has used his mouth. He said, the power of life and death lies in your tongue. Are you following me? So you say the right things. You don't say the wrong things. You do say things that will counteract your joy. And you don't allow the devil to sell nonsense to you. Can somebody force you to buy what you want to buy? Like somebody's orkin, orange now. Awesome. Hey now and then you are passing by and this orange oh, seller comes to you and says and you look at it I'm not buying ah excuse her Emma Riley No I don't want to buy Money Mara you're gonna you're gonna be like what's your problem please get out of my sight." the devil cannot force anything on you he just try to sell have this malaria plus typhoid combined with coughing and backache and leg ache and <laughs> if roundabout a body at a pomo So, if you go like this, ah, why is my body feeling like this? Ah, Otimbo, Otimbo, and your friend say, "What's that? Sickness, me any? Oh, today, I'm the doctor. <laughs> you just bought it. <laughs> I'm telling you, you just bought it. that's the moment you became sick. It's not the moment you felt symptoms." On the contrary, you say, ah, no way, no way. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I refuse this sickness. I reject this pain. Nothing steals my joy. No pain in my body. You refuse and you reject it. Some people will not even be sick at all. Mm-hmm. They will be telling you Saturday night, Pastor, I won't be able to come to church tomorrow. You say, what happened? Oh, let me. Meet the day. and true to it Sunday morning. And hey, you meet the person on Tuesday. When did you come to church? Why would you say, are you not the one? Ah, that's for me a me say? But you invited it with your mouth. But do you know I'm how I'm Robert still? Power of words. They gather together. We're going to that place to steal. And we will steal the money. And we will get what we want. Anybody that is so, we kill them. And they will drink things that will make them eh, lose their emotions. They become emotionless. Blood is nothing to them. And they go right there. You try to destroy them, they shoot and they kill. Because they make up my mind. Are you following? Words are so powerful. You say the right word to yourself. Say the right word to your spouse. Say the right word to your children. You mold their lives and mold yourself with the power of words. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So he says I want you to have that life. Not just there but to have it abundantly. But now as I round up the question is. Most of the time, this thing that pastor is preaching is easy now. You I mean, like Pastor So, I said, you have pressures, left, right and center, all kind of things are happening at the same time, and you know you really want to just sit down somewhere and feel a little bit sad. Listen to me. If you read your Bible very well, you' are in a position where you are weak, so weak. Me no, or now I'm weak now. The Bible says, Don't say it. He said, Let the weak say. I am what ah, is the Bible telling you to lie? No, 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 no. The Bible is telling you to say what God sees about you and not what you see about yourself. There are two different things. You have witnessing your body. I've had some of the most fearful symptoms in my body look at me very well. I reject them. I refuse them. Sometimes I'm on the road and flashes of accidents will pass through my mind like this. And it's passing, I'm throwing it away instantly. And I'm saying, no way. That cannot happen. Because if I retain it, it will happen. It's real. If you retain it, it's going to happen the reason you you don't know you're as powerful as you are is because you think this is just about you this body but listen to me you are a spirit that's who you are covered with a body and then you have a soul but in the real sense of it you are what? a spirit so things are happening you switch into the spirit there was this girl that uh, was in an arm robbery scene. It was, she was traveling and she was in an arm robbery scene. And they, they brought all of them down and they, they were going to rape all the girls in the bus, all the ladies in the bus. When it came to her turn, she said, You cannot do that to me. And they said, Stand aside and they raped every other person except her she was able to switch into the spirit and engage the power and the grace that is available but because before anybody can do that you have to know what you are doing because it has to come from here not from your mouth if it comes from our only 40 here. who are you who are you lie down my friend but from the spirit. Because they are also operating from the realm of the spirit. They have things they put there that they would do incantations. They say, feeling the okay. You think it's just a statement. That's the thing. They would eh, salute that thing before they go out. So when you, you as a child of God, you supersede those things. One guy who is a professional arm robber, killed so many people. His name is Williams in the 80s. His name was all over Nigeria, robbing, killing, maiming people. He has killed several people. <laughs> and when they want to steal, they just enter into banks and empty the vaults. You try say what, it killed the people. Blood is nothing to them. So their leader, that's the name I mentioned, Williams, is a pastor. Now. So, they went to a particular bank to rob. And they went in. And usually they ask for the manager. And ask for the key for the vault. So they entered the office. Met the manager there who is a born again Christian. And the man was writing. And they entered. He entered with his boys, Some of his boys with him. And he said, where is the key? Which is gone and everything. And the man looked up at him. And just the, and continue writing. Yeah. his boys knew that this man is dead, but for no reason. That guy said something's wrong here. Something's wrong here. Let's go, and they left. Few days after, this guy came back, but with no guns, and his boys were not there. And he asked to see the manager, and he asked the manager that there was one power you used. That, I'm the, the Arab that came a few days back. He said, hey, there's one power you used when we came. I want that power. Because what they do is when they say higher power than them, they go for it. They don't want anybody to ask more power. He said, I want that power. He said, you want it? No problem. Say after me. In the name of Jesus. I serve the Lord. That's how I got born again. Everything all the jazz, everything became water. He said, as soon as it was true, he knew something left him. He became weak. He went to tell his boy, It's over. It's not doing it again. That was the end. And that's how he became a pastor. Because it's a spiritual thing. Are you following me? Come on. You have what I said? It's what? Spiritual. Spiritual. So in the realm of the spirit, one of the weapons God has given you is joy. I say, just dance before the Lord. You, you are looking for stops. You don't know what to do. You don't know what to call, but you know how to dance, don't you? How dance before the Lord? Let those who put their trust in God rejoice. The evidence that my trust is in God is to rejoice. When I am not rejoicing, I don't trust God. Let those who put their trust in God do what? That's it. How do I know you trust God for that thing you are believing God for? Rejoice. Nobody trusts God in sadness nobody trusts God successfully in sadness in money, looking despondent looking discouraged and distressed and uh, no, joyful excited animated in the spirit full of life having hallelujah in your mouth, glory to God there yeah. Let those who put their trust in God. That's it. Do you trust God? Then you should. So when you sit down in the corner of your room and you go like, Ah, ayeman leo, I nure. Two days I've not eaten. Ah. Do you trust God like that? <laughs> no, you don't. Let me ask your neighbor, do you put your trust in God? Ask your neighbor, do you trust God? What did the Bible says you should do? I can hear you. Rejoice. That's it. If you trust God, let's see it in your rejoicing. In your joy. In your excitement. In your refusal to become sad for anything. I was full of joy. All the time. Then he said, let them shout for joy. The Lord has gone up with a shout. And when Jesus will come, he will descend with a shout. Hallelujah when everything becomes really quiet and you are not meditating no. everything is just quiet somebody is trying to play music stop that music it's not time for music somebody is trying to uh, chat you up and for a conversation no I don't talk around this time All, everybody around me knows Somebody trying to engage you. Kilo de now. She Leave me alone. Eh? Those kind of moods shows that you don't trust God. You have allowed your problems or whatever you're going to to overwhelm you so much and it's affecting you. And when you're in that posture, it's difficult to receive. Don't you understand? It's more difficult to receive when you're in the posture when you are so down. Sometimes God will burst into our humanity through his sovereignty and his power and irrespective of all of that, you know, just do what he wants to do and bless us. But the best of things to complete our joy, to make our joy to be full, you will get it when you learn to steal joy in the Holy Ghost. Stand on your feet this morning. Hallelujah! Somebody say, I have joy in the Holy Ghost. I can hear you this morning. Come and say, I have joy in the Holy Ghost. Nothing gets me down again. Say it. Say it again. Nothing gets me down again. Nothing weakens me anymore. I'm full of strength. Full of joy. Laughing every day. Are you, are you following me? Husband and wives is the easiest. Because you have somebody with you. It's the easiest. So train yourself and have an agreement that whenever I'm looking like Lucosite, don't leave me alone. No, no, just come and say ha, ha, ha. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Ghost I got joy in the Holy Ghost just create a song for yourself and dance in the Holy Ghost let me hear you shout I have joy joy. is that a shout or a whisper in the Holy Ghost not joy in suya in the Holy Ghost not joy in movie. You know, when you watch Mr. And did. ah, action, man. Boy, this is my. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Ghost. I got joy in the Holy Ghost. I got joy. Come on, follow me. I got joy in the Holy Ghost. I got joy in the Holy Ghost. Play this drum now. What's all this yam yam we are doing? I go. This how we win the kingdom. Somebody. No sad moments. No depressive moments. Come this message is brought to you by Junamis and Sophia, and no, part of the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, Shouts of the Center, Kisses and Hope's and Club, an online ministry to singles and married couples. Connect with us on Instagram at Pastor at Pastor Sophia Bola, at Shouts of Grace Center, at KC underscore global, on Facebook at KC Global, on YouTube at Tunas Tunde, on MixLR at KC Global. Visit our website www.kacandhocks.com via our mail at kcpartners at gmail.com to partner with us, Kisses and hugs dot com slash partnership <laughs>